0: Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. If you would have met me about 15 years ago, I would have told you that I believed in God. And you would have noticed it didn't really impact much how I lived. But then I read Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, and it rocked me. Tozer wrote, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Have you ever thought that your thoughts of God Define who you are. Turs will go on to write that we go into decline any time our concept of God declines. So, friend, do you want a loftier view of God? Well, let's listen in on the prayer of David in Psalm one thirty-nine. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. David's meditation in the first six verses is basically this. God, you know me completely. You know me better than I know me. Wherever I go, whatever I do, before I speak a word, you know it altogether. And I cannot even begin to wrap my mind around this. Friend, do you ever pause to contemplate the wonder of God's absolute knowledge? In Galatians 4.2, Paul is writing of how his readers used to be enslaved idols. But then he writes, But now that you have come to know God, or rather, to be known by God, do you hear Paul correcting himself in mid-sentence? The glory of the gospel is not that you came to saving knowledge of God, but Rather, that God has entered into your life to know you truly, intimately, totally. Now, if you take that into the core of your being, you know what your next thought will be? I need to run and hide. But that's not possible, friend. Verses 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. David moves from God you know me to God you are with me. If I'm in heaven in the grave if i'm shooting around the sun if i'm on the other side of the ocean if i'm in the darkness you are there do you ever feel alone forgotten neglected ignored friend smash those dark thoughts that come from the pit of hell and remember who your god is he is the god who promises to never leave you or forsake you deuteronomy 31 6 His plan was to know you and to be with you before you were able to know or be located. Verses 13 to 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Derek Kidner writes well, any small thoughts that we may have of God are magnificently transcended by this psalm. Yet, for all its height and depth, it remains intensely personal from first to last. My friend, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We've all seen the ultrasounds of babies in their mother's womb, and I know you've never seen crochet needles fashioning your precious life. It's a metaphor, but it is no less remarkable to try and fathom God has a purpose in his forming and fashioning you, and he planned out every day of your life. Now brace yourself for the ending. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from you, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. How does David jump from the wonder of God to the hatred of sinners? It's actually simple, my friends. When you gain a greater vision of God, the anomaly of evil... And boastful, ignorant men who in full view of God defy him, it becomes unbearable. And notice, this hatred is not only directed at others, David directs it at himself, asking God to search every nook and cranny in his own heart to find anything amiss. My friend, the good news is nothing can separate you from the love of God. So make it your daily desire to do holy war on anything that will impede your worship of your holy God. My friend... Remember who you are and who you belong to.